Hi, my name is Valerie Leonard. I am the founder of Nonprofit Utopia. I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. And before I get started, if you could, no matter where you are, can you post in the chat room, let us know who you are, where you're from, and you know, just say hello and all of that good stuff. Uh, as you may or may not know, Nonprofit Utopia is the ideal community for emerging nonprofit leaders. We work with leaders who want to start their own organizations, lead their organizations, and even scale. We in the community are focusing from now until December and even beyond. We want to make sure that we finish strong. So that means looking at our systems, looking at ourselves, you know, looking at what worked, what didn't work, and all that good stuff. And we want to make sure that we finish strong and start even stronger for next year. So along those lines, we're going to be talking today about the power of reflection and moving forward, right? So without further ado, I am going to share my screen and then we'll just go right to it, okay? Alrighty, so this particular episode was actually inspired by Sankofa, right? Um, there's so much power in looking backwards in order to go forward, right? And we hope to accomplish three things. Uh, we want to help you understand what the power of reflection. So often we don't want to look at the past, sometimes because it's painful. Sometimes we don't even feel like it's useful. You know, uh, there is a school of thought that says we should not be dwelling on the past, but there's also a school of thought that says in order for you to know where you're going, you have to know where you have been. And I am one who ascribes to that theory. It's been very, very, very helpful for me. All right. And we're also going to share with you how to use assessments in order to chart your professional course, not only your professional course, but also looking at how you can use those assessments to navigate community change. All right, so you're going to be looking at yourself, looking at your organization, and hopefully the results will show you how they, how you can move forward in your career, as well as help your organization to become stronger and more impactful in the community. If you are a member of the, nor of the nonprofit Utopia community, you can join us live tomorrow, and this is for members only we will have a special Zoom call where we're doing a deeper dive. We're actually going over some of these assessment tools and we'll be showing you how you can develop your own individualized plans within the context of your organization's plan. In fact, those tools are already in the community and we'll just be doing a deeper, a deeper dive for you tomorrow. Same time, three o'clock central time. Alrighty, so everybody might not be familiar with Sankofa. As I indicated before, Sankofa is a theory or it's, it's a whole philosophy of looking back in order to go forward. It originated from Ghana, the Tweed language of Ghana meaning to retrieve, right? It symbolizes taking from the past what's good 
and bring it to the present in order to make positive progress through the benevolent use of knowledge. And I'm a believer that no matter how traumatic our experiences have been, there's something good to be gotten out of those experiences and that we can learn, and even if not just for ourselves, to share with others. Sankofa is often symbolized by a mythical bird. So there's no such thing as this Sankofa bird, but it looks awfully real. All right. And usually you'll see the bird depicted as, you know, looking backwards with an egg in his mouth and his feet are planted forward. And for me, that is just so much um, an encapsulation of what we should be doing. We should be taking stock of where we've been in order for us to know where we're going. So this is a time for reflection. I don't care what day of the year it is, and I don't care if you're preparing for year in or what. We always, always need to take time for reflection. And ideally, that would be done on a daily basis. And we need to be asking ourselves, not only for ourselves personally, but as groups and as organizations, what did we set out to achieve this year? Did we actually accomplish what it is we set out to do, right? You know, it doesn't always have to be formal goals and objectives, but, you know, just think about what, you know, what you were thinking January 1st of this year. Here it is, you know, we're almost at the end of October. And, you know, did the year go back, you know, go <laughs> as planned? If so, you know, what are some things that happened well, what worked for you? What didn't work? What are some things you can improve on? And the most important thing we're asking today is how can you finish strong? And then secondly, and maybe this is the most important thing, you're capable of amazing things. I don't care what the day or what the year has brought, right? And one of the hardest parts to self-reflection, either as an organization or as individuals, is looking at the negative stuff as well as the positive stuff. If we're going to be honest in our reflections, we need to take into account the good, the bad, and the ugly. And again, what, what are some of the lessons that we learn from all of those experiences, the highs and the lows? What can we do in order to keep from making the same mistakes, right? How can we take that learning and plow it into, you know, our own self-development, our own organization's development? And how can we share that knowledge with others and, and take what was perceived as a failure or weakness and turn that into a strength, not only for ourselves, but for others, the people that we serve? A third part of the process is charting our course, right? You know, not only are we putting together timelines, but we, we really need to be strategic. We need to be able to, you know, foresee any line landmines that are coming up, right? Figure out how we're going to either go around them, go over them, and hopefully not fall into them. <laughs> but even if we fall into them, then what do we do, right? So, all of this informs, you know, where we've been, where we are now, and we can't go forward, at least not in a constructive way. You know, there's an old adage, you know, those who forget the past are condemned to repeat it. So we're using the past to be instructive 
right? So that we don't keep making the same mistakes. We don't keep enduring the same challenges. And then we also want to encourage ourselves. Sometimes we may make goals and objectives that are a little bit ambitious, right? A little bit too more ambitious. There may be things that have come you know, to us that we didn't expect, right? So not everything is within our control, but we need to, you know, with every cloud, look at the silver lining, right? And always with the sunshine, you want to bask in it and you want to be able to celebrate every win, no matter how small, no matter how large. The goal is to keep yourself, keep your team motivated. So what are some of the strategies you can use to reflect and move forward. And that's going to vary based on whether you're looking at this as an individual or as an organizational leader. So here's some thoughts as to how you can go forward as an organization, some of the strategies you can use. You can have a staff retreat, you know, hear from people at different levels of the organization, you know, identify some of the issues, you know, whether they're internal issues, external issues as to how you're going to serve the community, right? And it's always better to have more than one point of view, right? So that you can create synergy. You know, the sum of the the whole, right, is going to be greater than what any one of the individuals could have done alone. You can also look at customer satisfaction surveys, what did the customer like that you did well? What did they not like? What complaints did they have, right? How can you address those in a manner that creates value? And when we talk about value, we're looking for ways that we can make our clients' lives easier, ways we can minimize their pain, ways we can help our clients to actually achieve their goals. You can also use a client suggestion box, an anonymous suggestion box, so that you know people can be more forthright in their, you know, sometimes it's criticism, sometimes it's praise, but you'll get more candor, ideally, you know, if the surveys are anonymous or the suggestion box, you know, the comments are anonymous. You can also get feedback at staff meetings, right? It's nothing like a transparent leader, right? Sharing how decisions were made, why they were made, and then, you know, looking at ways that the group can pull their resources, their thoughts to address the issues. You can also develop interview questionnaires and focus groups uh, questionnaires and find out you know, what people are thinking. And you can also have brainstorming, right? Look at some of the issues and you don't want to stay stuck in a mode where you're just throwing stuff, you know, all the problems out, but not coming to any resolution, right? You want to end your brainstorms on positive notes, you know, given where we are, given what we've experienced, good, bad, ugly, what do we do next? You want to be action oriented. And then you can also use organizational assessments. And we'll go into that a little bit more detail. And if you're a member of the Nonprofit Utopia community, we'll be doing an even deeper dive. We'll show you how to complete the forms, the assessment forms, and how to interpret the results, how you can use them to the best, you know, to the best interest of your organization. So strategies that you can use as an individual or as a leader, 
you know, I personally use prayer, all right? Others who are maybe not religious, but they are spiritual also use meditation. We can also use journaling and self-reflection. It's amazing how effective it can be when we get the junk that's out of our head, put it on paper. If it's a problem, somehow it seems to be so much smaller when you can reduce it to paper. If it's a really, really good idea, a, a, you know, something that just flashed in your brain and you're out to dinner or whatever, you want to write it on a napkin or whatever, put it down on paper so you don't forget this flash of brilliance. I can't tell you how many times I had wonderful ideas and didn't write them down and they just were passing fancy, right? We need to learn how to write our ideas down. We can also, you know, get in touch with ourselves through individual leadership and skills assessments, DISC assessments, um, asking for feedback, you know, so that we are self-aware. Sometimes we do things that irk people and we really, really have no idea what we're doing to get on their nerves. There are some things we could do as leaders that actually demotivate people rather than motivate them, which was the intended effect. Sometimes things that we do have just the opposite effect. So why is reflecting and moving forward such a powerful tool? First of all, and most importantly, it helps us to get stronger results from our capacity building processes. All right, so capacity building, you know, it means different things to different people. So when I speak of capacity building, I'm talking about looking at ways that we as individuals, we as leaders, we as organizations, you know, how our organizations can be strengthened, right? We're taking stock of what's good about us, what's working well, what's working not so well, right? And then we're prioritizing issues. We're reflecting on what's really strong and great about us and feeling really, really good, right? And all of that stuff together puts us in a position where we can begin to prioritize strategies to make our organization stronger, make ourselves stronger, make our teams stronger. And here is a list of some of the organizational capacity building processes. Um, we can use the self-reflection as we do our community needs assessment, as we're developing a theory of change, as we are strengthening our boards, as we're doing strategic planning, program development, leadership assessment and development, financial management, technology assessment, training and professional development, evaluation, evaluation of our programs, right? Evaluation of our processes, fundraising efforts, our proposal writing, compliance, collaboration with other partners, with other people in our organizations, our policy advocacy, our executive coaching, our organizational assessment and networking. Every one of these capacity building activities and processes requires that we what? Do some sort of self-reflection. You know, what has happened? How do we feel about it? 
How did it happen? How do we end up in such a mess? How did we end up in such a wonderful place? What are some of the lessons we learned? How are we going to use that information? What are the top issues? How are we going to prioritize those issues? Right? What are we going to tackle first? What are we going to stop doing? What are we going to do more of? All of that starts with self-reflection, right? And we can't stay back there in that reflective state. We have to look at the actions we're going to take and not just look at the actions, right? It's not enough to write the actions. It's not enough to write the plan. We actually have to do something, right? So how do we actually assess our organizational capacity? And, you know, again, we do the assessment before we do any of those activities I just outlined. Um, A good way to do it is through an organizational assessment tool, right? You want a tool that's ideally comprehensive unless you just want to just focus on one area. But I find that it's very, very helpful to look at several different areas all at once. Look at where you're strong. Look at where you struggle. Um, You can also use a SWOT analysis. That's another assessment tool, looking at your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. We can interview others. You know, we can interview our employees, our partners, our funders, uh, our clients. We can just observe the environment. You know, what are some of the thoughts? And then we can have focus groups, which are basically group interviews. So here's one of the pages to an assessment that I created. And this assessment is based on, you know, a point the way study that was done by a group of capacity building funders here in the city of Chicago. And what I did was, you know, look at the areas that they found to be important, looking at how they're assessing whether or not to give people money or organizations money. And I thought that I would align this tool with the things that funders think would be important. So the way this tool works is, you know, I work with organizations to look at themselves on seven different areas. So it's a self-assessment. You know, I'm not grading them. They're grading themselves, right? on seven different areas. And then there's another section that helps them assess whether or not they're ready to apply for state of Illinois grants, right? So these tools can help you to actually, you know, determine, you know, what you do well, what you do not so well. Are you actually ready to seek grant funding? Are you ready to do that strategic planning process you thought you were gonna do? It you know can be really instructive for a lot of things. All right, so when we look at reflection and going forward, another tool that that applies to is the SWOT analysis. That's a way of looking at your strengths, your weaknesses, opportunities, and your threats. Right. So there are fifty million different ways that you can look at your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And this is just one form that I created, right? Um, The way this works, um, you look at your strengths, 
that are specific to the organizations. You're going to list out the key attributes, those things that make you strong. Um, and then you want to look at ways that you can actually take those things that make you strong and exploit them in the marketplace. And when I say the marketplace, I'm talking about with funders. You know, How do you sell what you're good at? to attract more funders? How do you sell your programs and services to strengths to um, get more partners, to get more clients, right? So that, you know, for your eyes only, if you are a member of the nonprofit Utopia, uh, <clears throat> if you're a member of our community, we'll be going over this form tomorrow during our members only Zoom session, right? And will help you flesh out some of your ideas. And then you want to look at your weaknesses. Again, the weaknesses are internal to the organization. You know, nothing on the outside. You know, we're not looking at the environment. So these are things as they relate to the organization. Strengths and weaknesses, those are internal, right? So what are some of the flaws that you have? What are the attributes, you know, that need to to be improved, right? What processes need to be improved? What people don't you have? What skills don't people have, right? What are some of the ways that you can keep these weaknesses from hurting you? So that's what we mean when we say ways to minimize or improve upon, you know, those things that are holding us back. All right. So generally, when we talk about strengths and weaknesses, we can probably list a list of over 100 things, but we really want to focus on those things that are going to keep us from moving forward, things that are going to keep us from meeting our mission, our vision, our goals and objectives, and then we'll prioritize them. When we look at opportunities and threats, we're looking at those things that are in our environment that we have no control over, it could be circumstances, you know, for example, COVID-19, you know, who'd have thought back in 2020, except <laughs> for, you know, people in very, very high places that we would be closed down as a world going on three years now, you know, that was an opportunity for some, you know, there are people who made lots of money, right? who made lots of partners and connections as a direct result of COVID-19, right? But then there were many of us who lost, right? There, Some of us who lost lives, we lost our health status, lost our jobs and all of that stuff. But for every opportunity, right? We have to look at ways we can take advantage of those opportunities and for every threat, we have to figure out ways to address it and minimize the threat. And in an ideal situation, you want to operate in those areas where you're strong naturally. Your organization has a natural strength. You as an individual have natural skill levels. And not only are you looking at the strengths of the organization or you, the individual, but you're also looking at opportunities in the environment that you can take those skills that you have and exploit them, right? So that's really where you want to be. You want to be at the intersection 
of your skills and talents, your organization's capabilities, and the opportunities that the op that the environment offers us. So, how do you develop a capacity building plan? You can do it many, many ways, but this is the way that we do it at Nonprofit Utopia. The first thing we do is conduct an assessment. We prioritize key issues. We develop goals and objectives. We then identify the resources that we need, either internally, externally, or both, in order to reach our goals and objectives. And then we outline the activities and those interventions that are going to help us reach our goals and objectives, help us minimize our pain. We also look at the outcomes. You know, what is going to change as a direct result of us engaging in this capacity building process, this self-improvement process? Right. I mean, because it makes no sense to go through this exercise if we're not intentional about changing our organizations, intentional about changing ourselves. Right. And then we're going to look at the measurements. You know, how are we going to measure whether or not we're actually moving toward those goals and objectives? What data are we going to use? And, you know, this applies in our personal and professional lives, as well as with our organizations. We want to identify the ways we're going to collect the data. We want to identify where we're going to get it from, right? We want to also identify some of the assumptions that we're going to make, because you know, as I know, that there's no such thing as perfection in any of the data that we collect, even if we create the mechanism to collect it. We also want to pull a team together, right? And we want to list the tasks that we do. We want to assign the tasks to people because we want to make sure that there's accountability, right? And we want to have a deadline. After that, we want to develop a budget. We want to look at all the activities, right? And see how much each of those activities is going to cost. Then we're going to monitor our progress and we're going to report our impact. And you can do something very similar on an individual basis to help, you know, improve your leadership skills, to help improve your professional development, and right, and help you move to the next level in your organization, um, in your development as a leader. So you want to first start off with an assessment. Assess your leadership capacity, you know, your ability, your style, right? What are some of the strengths and challenges? What are your skills? Personal skills, interpersonal skills, technical skills. How do you see yourself? You know, do you feel that you're able to convince others to follow you? And when I say follow, I'm not talking about putting your foot on your neck, on the necks of others. You know, do people want to follow you because, you know, they like and respect you or do they follow you because they have to, meaning you have a title and there'll be consequences if they don't. So you really want to get to the point where you are leading people because they like you, they respect you, they believe that you can lead them where the whole team needs to go. 
How do other people see your leadership ability? How do you like to do your work? What kind of environment do you thrive in? What kind of environment just sucks up your energy? What kinds of tasks drains your energy? Is the environment you're in now a good fit? So those are some guiding questions, right? And you can use a number of different assessment tools in order to help you get your answer. There are leadership assessment tools. You know, John Maxwell has a great leadership assessment tool. And if you're a member of the nonprofit Utopia community, you will have access to a tool that was based off the John Maxwell leadership assessment tool. And I, as a member of the John Maxwell team, I have access to other assessment tools that he has. There is the Briggs-Meyer assessment. There is also the Leadership as Fit by Human Dynamics Institute. All right, so these are all different tools you can get to, you know, to get a sense for, you know, what makes you tick, right? What are some of your skill levels? What are some of the things you need to work on? How do you communicate best? And thinking about communication, the Maxwell team also has their own DISC method. So they have combined the DISC assessment with individual leadership planning so that we can work together with you to develop a plan that takes into account you know, your personality types, your communication styles, and ways that you can communicate with others, even those who are diametrically opposed to the way you work, you know, in terms of your style, um, and also diametrically opposed or polar opposites from you in terms of disposition. We have to figure out how we can all get along and make that work for the team. So the Maxwell DISC method helps you understand yourself and everybody you encounter. It helps you learn about yourself and help you lead others and it can be used for individuals or teams. And then lastly, you want to develop your own individual leadership plan. You know, a plan that will help you in your personal life, a plan that will help you in your professional development, and a plan that will help you within the context of the organization that you're doing leadership for, right? So you can identify your own leadership style, your strengths and weaknesses, your goals, your objectives, the activities that you're going to engage in in order to meet your goals and objectives, and how this is going to help your school, how this is going to help your organization, how this is going to help your family, how this is going to help that civic group that you're involved with. You should also find a mentor or coach and then you want to enlist others in making sure that you are successful, right? So if you have stakeholders that you're telling that you're trying to develop and you want to hold one another accountable or you want them to hold you accountable for meeting your professional goals and development, okay, you want to make sure that they are with you, right? And then lastly, just do it. Whether you're 
taking stock of your strengths and weaknesses as an organization, whether you're doing it as an individual, and hopefully you're doing it for both. And I'm hoping too that you're not just doing this just because it's the end of the year. I think the end of the year is a great motivator for us to do this, but in all actuality, we need to be doing this every day, right? And make, you know, make it our goal to leave our workplaces, leave our families, leave this world a better place than when we found it this morning. All right. So again, just do it. You want to implement those plans. You want to finish what you start. And I am speaking to myself even more loudly than I'm speaking to you. All right. So if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to post them in chat. I'm going to check the comments now. If you are a member of the Nonprofit Utopia community, remember on the 27th, October 27th at three o'clock, <clears throat> we're going to have our members only Zoom session, <coughs> excuse me, where you can do a deep dive and we'll be bouncing ideas off of each other on these various processes. All right. If you have any questions, post them in chat. If you prefer to email me, you can. <coughs> Excuse me. My email address is here. All right. And our contact information as well. <coughs> Excuse me. All righty. It doesn't look like we have any comments. I want to thank you so much for joining us. <clears throat> and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. And when I say you, I'm talking to the members of the Nonprofit Utopia community. We will be doing a deeper dive into these topics. All righty. I will see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.